If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 28th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the verified one, a.k.a. the second best baby loser in San Francisco, Tim Geddes. Let's him host. How you doing, Greg? <laughs> Good. I, you like it? I like to keep you guessing sometimes. You, got, you, definitely... you anticipated the eye, uh -huh. and I said, you know what? But then you did the two. You yeah. nailed it. You were ready for me, as always. Mm -hmm. How are you, Tim? I am fantastic. I feel very, like I haven't seen happy. you in a year. It does feel that way. You went off to Vegas. You yeah. hosted Dice. You yeah. kicked a lot of ass, Greg. Congratulations once again. Mm, thank you. Hosting mm. like a damn pro. You and Chobot killing you. it up there. Thank Love you. Fun to times see out that. there. Fun times out there. Uh, we got to do something about the, the the mic situation. Every year, I have the same complaints. We got to mic the audience, Greg. We Here's got, the problem. You got to tell them. You got to tell them, hey, Tim Geddes wants you to mic the audience, or else it makes Greg look like an idiot. And Greg's not an idiot. I'm gonna look the, like an idiot I know no the room's what. laughing. I'm going to look like an idiot no matter what. No. You know, it's, the problem yeah. is when I do something like this, Tim, is they have to shut off the producer side of the brain. I learned that a long time ago because I they do a whole bunch of stuff there that I would do very differently if we were running the whole show. But they hired me just to talk, so I'll show up and I'll just talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but I, I want it. you talking to look good, to look real. The clips look fine. The clips look fine. You know what I mean? That's the thing. This is a great backstage moment could. for you. Behind you the better. curtain. Behind the curtain. I know they could be. No, no, first off, I don't know if you noticed. Nobody, yeah, no, it was Wonder people, Woman. Many people watch it. Well, I know you do. Audience, I see you over here. You watched it. But a bunch of other people don't. They watch the Game Awards and go, I wish there was more awards. Then we host a show that's just awards given out by other developers. Ed Boone's getting an award. Phil Spencer giving an amazing speech. Todd Howard giving an amazing speech. None of you can fucking be bothered to watch it. You're all over there jerking the gherkin looking at Elden Ring. All right. I ain't got to oh, yeah. right nice. now. Oh, man. This game's obtuse, and I got to keep a journal. This is so hot. That's all you. No, all right. Greg, don't that. do that. Jerking <laughs> <laughs> the gherkin. Uh, I, right. well, Why I do we have so, to go here every time? Because I'm back, Kevin, and it's been built up. All right. I haven't been on content since Tuesday. It's all here in my chest right here. Mm -hmm. I can Let feel it. It needs uh, to come out. You know, that's what I need right now. Yeah, exactly. So, no, but like one of those producer moments, right, is like, uh, so, you know, we rehearsed a bunch beforehand, obviously, and we rehearsed the monologue, but I don't think they were he rehearsed lighting cues and the stuff enough this time. So I, I'm still 90%. I didn't bother asking because what it's done is done. They sent us out too early where it was like, you know, rather, I think the, the you know, the announcer was supposed to go, please welcome your host, Jessica Chobot and Greg Miller, right, right? And I think they panicked at one point and hit us early when the, like vo like intro of like welcome to the dice awards hosted by greg miller and jessica choba they're like go and i was like really and we went out and none of the lights were where they were and mics weren't going yet and what i like we nailed it we crushed it it was fine and again well i'll get that in a second we come backstage <laughs> and jess and i sit down and i was like so i'm pretty sure they fucked that up she's like really and i explained everything she's like yeah but we were great and i was like yeah we were great so what does it matter <laughs> and, I was like, and i'm like looking at the i was looking at all the uh, twitter and everything and all of a sudden i'm like the, the jokes are hitting people are breaking out the things they needed like it's like, okay, cool. I don't need to think about this as the entire show like I would if we were running it. As long as I'm doing my part fine, I don't fucking care about any sort of shit, whatever. And we yeah. crushed it. We had a great you time. You crushed it. Did you watch the intro? The little VO intro? 
No, well, I mean from backstage. Like, so I watched it on a screen reversed <laughs> as I'm standing you backstage. Sh- you should check it out. It, it's actually really, really cool. They did a fun like 3D pixel model of your face. Oh no, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Very fun. Very fun, Tim. And it was a great time in Vegas. I got to see Shuhei Yoshida. Haven't seen Hell him in a long yeah. time. Oh. Got to see him twice. Hung out with him a little bit. That was always nice. Oh. Catch up with him. Scott Lowe, Sean Norton. Get down the list of people that you don't. Well, you you, know, you remember Sean from Avengers, everybody. That's fun. Talk to Phil Spencer. Todd Howard knew about my baby, which I found pretty incredible. Pretty cool. Todd Howard doesn't strike me as I'm checking Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I think. I Maybe Pete Hines, of course, pulling the mm. strings. We well, you know Pete mm-hmm. Hines, the puppet master of Bethesda. Mm-hmm. He probably puppet told master Todd Pete. when you see him say something about this. And that's how it probably was. But mm-hmm. it was a good time had by all. And then, Tim, I want to apologize to you. I, you and I had a conversation uh, when I got back on Friday. And I felt like I was very tired and might have come off short with you. And I didn't mean to. I apologize. No, it's okay. We figured things out. I love you. And I'm happy you're back. I'm happy you're you. here. A whole week of content, Greg. So much content, including... The fact that there's going to be a new Pokemon open world game coming this year. The fact that Gabe Newell is down to let Xbox Game Pass on Steam. And the fact that Elden Ring continues to dominate the world. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. On patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday you of course can be getting these bevy of benefits for things like ps i love you xoxo which is recording live today on patreon is going to be your horizon spoiler cast you can still get your questions in over there you can still have a good time you can have all that stuff but if you have no books to toss our way it's no big deal of course you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and on podcast services around the globe if you wanted two other ways to support the show for free why you can watch it live as we record it on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like f rodriguez film is cameron ken is and brando coot is no brando coot is if you're watching live like brando coot you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching and listening later if you needed another way like i was saying why we have an epic creator code you can use the epic creator code kind of funny on the epic game store when you make your purchases we get a few bucks and if you're saying hey greg i don't play on pc no big deal maybe they're playing Fortnite, rocket league or fall guys on your xbox switch or playstation if you are guess what you can still use your epic creator code kind the funny there to help support the shows if you want to support other shows cool shows like euphoria greg way let's talk about housekeeping over on youtube.com slash kind of funny and podcast services around the world under the banner of screencast you can now get the euphoria season two reaction content that's right it's me tim and kevin zendaya stands talking about euphoria season two uh what we liked what we loved what we hated you can get it all right now podcast services around the globe and with that, Screencast has been popping off recently. It's been a whole bunch of great reviews. You should check it out on podcast services. Just search for Screencast. Uh, and later this week, we will be doing a The Batman spoiler-free <laughs> review, uh, preceding our Batman in review that we'll do at the end of the week with different casts. So very cool. You're going to get a lot of opinions from kind of funny people on The Batman. Now, if you want, Kevin, I can hit the button, and it's going to make noise. Yeah, mm-hmm. do it. My nose is no- oh, It's just the car starting. Hold on, but then it's like you do this and you like somehow attach to something. And we haven't seen the movie, so I don't understand how the, the Batmobile works, you know? There's a lame noises, I'll tell you what. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. It's like, go fuck yourself, Batman. <laughs> but then it's got the cool little Batman inside it. Oh, shit. 
I didn't expect that. That was cool. Oh, oh <laughs> look at him. He's too yeah, no, see, here's what I'm talking about. Now the car's just making noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chucking on the floor. I don't know. Wigging out with Nick Scarpino. I'll check it's on the floor now. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, James Davis, aka at James Davis Makes, Pranksky, Manny the Big Boy Sanchez, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Guild Wars, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Seven items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. As you all know, ladies and gentlemen, Tim's Forbes 30, under 30. He's the second best baby blues in San Francisco. He's the verified one. He's the engaged one. He's also the Pokemon stand, and we're lucky to have him today because, number one, on the Roper Report, uh, the po- uh, the Pokemon uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet have been announced. We're going to go to IGN where Adam Bankhurst has the report. The Pokemon Company has announced that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, a brand new open world Pokemon adventure, will be released on Nintendo Switch in late 2022. Kevin, would you mind uh, sourcing the trailer and tossing that up as B-roll while I talk, by the way? I should have given you that. I apologize. Sure. Announced during Pokemon Day 2022's Pokemon Presents, these two new Game Freak developed games will feature a new region and its three new starter Pokemon have already been revealed. At the beginning of the, at the, beginning of the game, trainers will have to choose between well, then, Greg, hit the space button and went away. Trainers will need to choose between the grass cat Spigarado, Spigger, Spig, Sprig, Atito, uh, the fire Crocodile, Fukoko, or mm-hmm. the water duckling Quaxley. My boy. Uh, po- huh? Your boy? That's your guy? Uh, I, I, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I want to okay. bring up pictures. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are an evolutionary step, this is in quotes, evolutionary step for the Pokemon franchise and feature an open world where various towns with no borders blend seamlessly into the wilderness. The Pokemon Company also notes that Pokemon can be seen everywhere in this wide open world, in the skies, in the sea, and on the streets. While we obviously don't know all the differences between the two versions, uh, it has been revealed that trainers will, quote, have a different outfit depending on which game they are playing. Uh, Sprigad Tito, the grass cat, has the overgrown <laughs> overgrow ability. And the description says they are capricious and attention seekings. Fu Coco, the fire croc, has the blaze ability and is laid back and quote does things at his own pace. And Quaxley, the water duckling, have the torrent, has the torrent ability and is earnest and tidy. Mm-hmm. Tim? Yeah. You were not a big fan of uh, uh Legends. Uh-huh. Arceus. Where are you yeah. coming down with the the announcement of Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet, an open world adventure this year, late 2022? Much more in line with what I think my tastes uh, are looking for, where it is more of a core Pokemon experience with an emphasis on the battles and the gyms as opposed to the more open world collect-a-thoniness that uh, Legends has. I think that this is uh, great that they are incorporating a lot of what Legends seem to kind of be a testbed for uh, yeah. in terms of it being open world, like expanding even more from where we saw uh, Sword and Shield kind of dabble in this a little bit with the wild areas uh pokemon's an interesting place where you know the last five years at this point they've kind of uh broken the trend of just doing the same thing they have before over and over and over and instead of kind of like dabbled in a different experiment different experiments like pokemon go let's go games the the core titles of sword and shield uh remakes in a different style with brilliant diamond and shining pearl greg miller did we ever get pokemon sleep we never did not yet it's still they're still talking about it as if we're going to get it though so one day you know you just got a dream greg but uh it's interesting to me that this is going to be coming out in the same year as legends like that is 
quite the shock um, for Gen 9 to be 2022. Um, I think that really the most interesting thing is to look at that of what is the plan? Like, what does this mean for Breath of the Wild? Uh, do they care? I know Nintendo, Pokemon Company have always kind of been on different tracks, but you got to imagine that somebody's looking at this like, we don't want to overdo this, especially with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out later this year as well um, mm -hmm. for, you know, similar but different games, right? Uh, but you imagine they're all going to be huge to varying degrees. Um, so going back to it, I am very shocked that they are putting that they announced this and it's coming this year so close to legends dropping but i'm also not surprised because we are due for a new generation of pokemon and pokemon company needs the new games to uh release the new pokemon to make new merch and new cartoons so i think that that's kind of the thing that makes it go from while i'm shocked that it's so close to what felt like a new iteration of the core franchise i think it makes sense when you look at it from a marketing perspective of how pokemon has always treated its ip for better or worse that's the thing is like at what point is there fatigue and that point was 10 years ago <laughs> and i and i feel like we're already uh dabbling with a potential fatigue of this style of game because i don't think that legends has been out long enough for them to really understand the feedback that people have for it uh for before sure. jumping into into this which you know it this looks like kind of what we'd expect the next pokemon game to to look like for better or worse so then for you so double back to it because of course uh you know we're working off of older numbers we next year or next year gosh uh next month right around the corner tomorrow we'll be getting npd numbers uh in march for what happened in february not tomorrow but you know what i mean march is tomorrow march will give us more of it if you remember uh back in february 3rd i'm reading from nintendo life uh, gavin lane had reported pokemon legends rc has sold 1.43 million units in japan in just three days for perspective that puts it in second place in the launch sales rankings behind animal crossing new horizons which sold 1.88 mil or 1.88 million units in corresponding three-day period in pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl which is knocked down to third place after managing 1.39 million uh, sales in november 2021 we talk about fatigue right of pokemon or whatever and maybe this being this but it is capitalizing on a game that did do incredibly well especially for a pokemon and we're talking about legends right now being one version of a game rather than a scarlet and a violet do you think even though it's gotten so much criticism for not looking great having an empty open world do you think that the fact that it would be a new gen of Pokemon here and people seem to enjoy what they played of Arceus, will that make this a success in the same vein? Or do you think, how oh, real yeah. do you think the fatigue is here for this I, kind of thing? I mean, I, I think the fatigue isn't uh, the same type of fatigue that other genres or, or franchises might have. Like, it's not like, oh, first person shooter fatigue where we really start to see the realities of it with things like Battlefield where, yeah, they don't sell as well. That's not going to be the case with Pokemon because there's always going to be new generations of people that are just as into it as I was when I was 10 years old. And that's just going to sure. continue, which is awesome. Um, I think it's more the fatigue of the, the will of the people that are brought back in from Legends right now. Like, it just seems a little quick to be jumping in of like, for all those people that provided the the sales numbers for legends that one copy of the game uh that might be like popping back in that maybe haven't played sword and shield maybe haven't played since x and y or even before that i think that delivering this so quickly after that i think mm. and i'm just assuming here i don't think that this is going to push things forward enough that it's going to feel radically different it's going to kind of just feel like a a version of legends mixed with a version of sword and shield which is fine but at this point 
I think that there's going to be a lot of people out there that want some voice acting. They want some just, you know, semi-modern things uh, in this Pokemon game, and they're not going to get that. And I feel like it's totally fine. If people know what they, they're going to get going into this, and I'm excited for it. I do just think it's a little early. But is that fatigue going to affect the sales numbers? Not at all. This game is going to crush. This game is going to sell more than Legends because it has the two copies. And in addition to that, it's a core Pokemon title. And it's a core Pokemon title that's going to be coming out years into the Switch's life cycle. It's going to crush. And I also think there's something to be said, too, for the setting. I think one of the things I did see people, and again, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination, uh, Pokemon, the finger on the pulse of the Pokemon community. Uh, but I did see people being like, oh, well, I would have preferred to be in the more modern timeline with the, you know, Pokemon uh setting and world that you you know at, from a more modern era pokemon in terms of like you know the nurse station which name escapes me pokemon <laughs> and all Center. The stu- yeah all the stuff you have that like it makes pokemon pokemon has for so many years whereas this you know rcs was you falling through a time portal and waking up in a time where pokemon were just be discovered which was a different kind of ball of wax yep and i mean that for me that was a big thing of why i didn't really vibe with legends is i don't i don't like that kind of we're in the past and everything's just wilderness. Like I do like like having the cities and towns. And I like that with what we're seeing here, it's kind of blended a little bit more. Like I am very excited about that idea. And I think that they can pull it off. It being set in a Spain uh, type location, I think is, uh, has a lot of potential for some really cool scenery and like cool kind of locales for them to, to go through. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're getting more Pokemon sooner than I expected. Is that a good or bad thing for me? I don't think it's a great thing, but there's a lot of people out there that aren't me, and that's fine. They're, they're going to enjoy this, and I think that there's going to be a ton of people that did come back on for Legends that this is going to be their first core title uh, in a long time, and hopefully it delivers for them because the the starters, I think, are adorable. I think that there's going to be a lot of goodwill going into this where people are going to be excited to, to do this either again for the 20th time or for the first time in a while in this core way of going through the gyms and all that. Uh, but I... I personally look at it and I'm just like, okay, cool. It's another grass fire and water starter. It's another dopey looking kid. Like, whoa, that's all stuff that is not going to change. So I stopped asking for it to change a long time ago because I know it's not but going to. But you keep to. hoping for it to change. I, I just would love for it to. I would love to see a Pokemon RPG that you don't need to start as a child, that you don't need, that it can be just a little bit more adult. And for all the people that are going to be like, well, Tim, Pokemon's for kids. It's like, well, Pokemon can also not be for kids alone like it can also be for adults designed that way um so we'll see do you so you talk about the setting of rcs being one of the turns off for you the other thing is you're not a big open world fan right was that is that one of the things that influenced you with legends and making it not click for you or is it just the setting i mean i think it's just a combination of all of it to together for that but like again that this I'm not one being modern oh, yeah. would Okay, okay. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like this, this seems to solve a lot of those issues. I think it raises others, though, of like, cool, this seems like Sword and Shield even more expanded mixed with Legends. I just don't have full faith that they're going to nail all this stuff. And I feel like them kind of taking in feedback from Legends would make this game a lot better. But it seems like they were like being developed almost on top of each other. Uh, but again, that's the Pokemon way. But that's how Pokemon's been forever of just kind of like annualized titles coming out with iterative kind of changes and it's like one step forward one step back in different ways until it kind of is the same thing over and over but a little bit different and i do think that we're getting to a point where there are a lot of features and systems in the games that are optimized and they don't need to be changed anymore because they just work and we can just do the same thing over and over but i i'm interested in 
in where people are going to fall on this and if it's going to be more of a sword and shield reaction which was not the best or if it's going to be a little bit more close to legends which has been for the most part entirely positive so they have some will i hope they don't mess it up i'm, I'm rooting for them and i will say this might be the first time in my history that i want to choose the leaf starter because that cat is adorable okay so yeah you want to talk about these cutie pie characters so you're mm -hmm. saying you're gonna pick the grass cat spigaretito all I can say is I am not going to choose the the fire. That is a for sure. It's very See, hard for me to not choose Quackly because his name is Quaxley. And and he just looks dope and he's blue and all that like just speaks to me. Like he looks like my homie Donald, which I really want to show some respect to. But when you got this little kid, duck, right? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes. Yes. I did see a lot of internet stuff. Yeah, he also he's got dog know, hair. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, but my my like when you got it was great that, reveal he puts on this red cap. We're like, no, not you, Tim. David and Sprigatito is the the funniest thing I've ever heard. So uh, that might sway me to the leaf side, which shocks me. See, for me, it goes. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do Quaxley. But behind him would be the fire croc. Cuckoo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I like he kind of looks like hippopotamus too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, Kevin? He looks like we party with him. I I want to see what the 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 bigger versions of them look like. Is that is that available somewhere? We had to wait. No, no, no not yet. But we know that the fucking cat's gonna stand up, which is a big problem in the community, Greg Miller. I don't know if you know this. They have a problem where they can't let these cute little things just stay on all fours. They have to become fucking humans that people want to fuck. It's a whole problem. Oh my well, God. I mean, that's how they keep around old timers like you, right? Like you're talking about how it's a kid's game, but it can evolve as kids get older and they can be like, I would like to have sex oh, with them. Oh, mm -hmm. you want to have sex with them? Got it. I don't. I, mean, I can only imagine that's why a grown person is stuck around this long with these things, Kevin. You know what I mean? You could have a cat at this point in real life. You don't have to really keep yeah. getting these things and train him to faint. You know what I mean? <laughs> train him to faint? <laughs> I know the words. I'll get there one day. I got all the terminology for Pokemon. I'll sprinkle it in the right way one day. Uh, believe it or not, uh, you are not done, ladies and gentlemen, with the Pokemon news. As uh, Adam said at IGN, uh, that was, of course, uh, at the whole uh, Pokemon Day 2022 for Pokemon Presents. Uh, and so we move on to number two, where Adam from IGN.com is going to recap the rest of the Poke announcements. Uh, we're going to start here. Pokemon Legends Arceus Daybreak update arrives later today. That was yesterday, so it's already out. Pokemon Legends Arceus Daybreak update version 1.1.0 will arrive later today, and we'll have trainers, quote, investigating mysterious mass outbreaks of Pokemon that are popping up all over the Hisu region. Hill. Hill Sui mm -hmm. region. Mm -hmm. uh, they will also be able to battle powerful opponents like legendary Pokemon and Wardens, adding yet more options to the Pokemon battle experience. Players will also be able to receive 30 Ultra Balls, Gigaton Balls, and Jet Balls by entering the password Arceus Adventure, all one word, in the Mystery Gifts menu before March 31st, 2022. Furthermore, there will be an online animated series set in Pokemon Legends Arceus Hisui region uh, that will launch uh, later in 2022 with an original story. Uh, then again, these are running down here for the announcements. He's got this Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl trainers will be able to add Shaman to their party uh, by using an item called Oak's Letters. Pokemon Brilliant or Oak's Letter. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl players will be able to catch the mythical Pokemon Shaman uh, by talking to Professor Oak on Route 2224. No, I'm sorry, 224. 224. Uh, Pokemon Go is going to add uh, Pokemon from the Alolan, 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 
Lolan region on March 1st. Pokemon Masters EX celebrates 2.5 years with free gifts. Pokemon Cafe Remix adds bonuses for Pokemon Day 2022. And Pokemon Unite players can try out mythical Pokemon Hoopa and earn its license. It's all there if you want to get into some Pokemon information. Uh, Tim, any of that speak to you? <laughs> uh, I enjoyed Pokemon Masters for a little bit. It's the mobile game that is like actually the core battle system of the games, but like mobilized a little bit. And it was fun, but I definitely didn't stick with it for 2.5 years. And I'm not going back in to get the free gifts. Sure. I, it's that thing where I enjoyed what I played of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Remember, I played like an hour, hour and a half of it. And I was like, I'm going to get back to this for dice when I'm on the road. Then a mobile game came around that I'm, re- I'm reviewing that is embargoed, but I was playing that the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm still planning to get back to Pokemon Legends Arceus, but Kevin, here's the problem, is that mm. I want to use this Arceus Adventure mystery gift, get the 30 balls, get all this stuff here, but the problem is I'm thinking I might just start from scratch again when I get there, because I'm not going to remember everything, you know what I mean? Who am I? What am I? I'm catching Pokemon. What's a Pokemon? It's not, I, there's I, not that much to remember. You, you basically nailed it all right there. Yeah, actually, as, as I said, I kind of remember I fell through the time portal. I'm there. Gotta yeah. hit, throw my balls to the tree, knock stuff yeah. out of the tree, and get there. All yeah. right, I'll just, I'll just redeem this. I'll redeem this during the ad break. Thank you, Kevin. You're a good man. No problem. Uh, Greg Miller. Question Tim Gettys. Yeah. What's up with the Steam Deck? You got one? Steam Deck is a, is a handheld uh, from Valve. No. I, I, I have, does that strike you as the kind of relationships we fostered where like they'd be like, no, 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 no. But, no I, I didn't expect them. Them. I didn't expect them to send us one, but I, I thought that. Uh, I thought you ordered one. Oh, I pre-ordered one, but if you remember, that was a complete clusterfuck, and they totally pushed everything around. So, so yeah, I, where, where I you did at? day one, like hour three, and that means I'm getting it apparently in Q2 2022. Gotcha. So we'll see when I get it, but when I get it is when I get it, and we'll go from there. Cool. I have a question from Tommy Goodall. Are you a good? Yeah, Goodall. Goodall? Goodall. Goodall. Tommy Goodall. <laughs> Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, do you think Pokemon Legends Arceus was intended to be a much more smaller side project than it ended up being? Given the release window of Scarlet Violet, it would seem clear to me that it was full steam ahead at Game Freak for this game, coming just three years after Sword slash Shield. Perhaps Legends Arceus was in, intended to be a much smaller title based around the neat idea of Ancient Times Pokemon game where you build the first Pokedex. Perhaps they ended up uh, borrowing many open-world mechanics that were originally constructed for Scarlet Violet, and the game became the little engine that could, turning it, uh, turning out to be the most enjoyable and innovative Pokemon game in years. We can only hope that Scarlet Violet will continue in its footsteps, and that the mainline open-world Pokemon game we've always wanted is this one. Is Arceus the delicious appetizer to follow up an amazing entree? Tim, do you think that's, there's any credence to that? Do you think I that think, it was yeah. COVID got in the way? No, I don't think it's COVID. I mean, I do think, and again, it's weird talking about Nintendo and Pokemon Company because they are connected, but they aren't necessarily the same thing. But I don't think it's a coincidence that Pokemon Legends and uh, Mario Bowser's Fury um, both kind of came out in the last couple of years that are these like radical experimental departures from what we've seen before from the franchise, but like that totally makes sense for what they're trying to do. And then getting followed up with the next, version of the games kind of like expanding on that and applying it to what we are more familiar with like i imagine that whatever we get next from uh mario on the 3d side is going to be built off of the ideas from bowser's fury being added to whatever odyssey style thing they do and we're seeing that here with uh scarlet and violet uh adapting the kind of legends open gameplay to the traditional pokemon uh adventure uh so i don't know i I don't know that it was ever designed to be smaller than it ended up being, 
I think that it it was designed to be exactly what it is, which is a, a different type of open world that they can then adapt to the the more core thing that we've seen many times. Fair enough. Uh, let's do one more here on your Pokemon thing, but it's not from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. It's actually from Stephen Totillo of Axios, but over on his Twitter. Uh, you might say, oh, man. Pokemon Day. I remember this got announced, but then I didn't hear anything about it. What was that all about? Steven Totillo says, Pokemon Company PR says it intentionally held back on promoting today, this is yesterday, today's video showcase, which revealed major late 2022 Pokemon release uh, due to, quote, major world events, parentheses, read Russia invasion, Russian re- invasion of Ukraine. Today is the annual Pokemon Day, which I guess is why they didn't delay. Then the quote from Pokemon PR reads like this. We wish to be sensitive to major world events happening at this time and those impacted. A pre-scheduled Pokemon Presents was unable to be postponed. Out of respect to our global audiences, we decided to not to, we decided to significantly reduce uh, the promotion of the event while giving fans the option to tune in if they choose to do so. In close, you will find press material supporting the announcements made in the presentation. That was an interesting one, Tim, because I I was in a similar boat where I had remembered the announcement of this, that there was going to be a Pokemon uh, presentation happening over the weekend, and then obviously quiet, and now we know why. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, and it's good for them for, for doing that, but I also don't know what they didn't do, like, because they announced this on Friday, I think, and then it was on Sunday, so it's not like there was much time for them to not promote it, and regardless of whether or not they promoted it, it was all anyone was talking about on Twitter. Like, they, it, these announcements yesterday dominated the news cycle, so it's kind of weird i don't really know what it was they didn't do like just a tweet or something more tweets yeah yeah more, more driving home so, good on good for them but i do think that it's just a weird thing of like i don't know it feels like a non a non thing because they were like it, it had they like not done the presents that'd be one thing but to news, do it yeah, just yeah. be like ah we didn't promote it as much i don't know it's kind of weird uh herbie ergos in the chat says they were doing a countdown that they stopped him so they okay. were doing stuff like something they, all right yeah and i i did see from steven's reporting that there was concern apparently that like maybe it was canceled the way that i guess they stopped that so there you go now you know mm-hmm. in knowing is half the battle the other half of the battle it's patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in to be part of the show you can support us to keep the lights and mics on you can get the post show you can watch us record the other shows that aren't embargoed live and you can just have a great time knowing you're making sure tim can get more bomber jackets Thank you. Uh, however you're <laughs> the big thing about patreon.com slash kind of funny games is that you can get the show ad free but guess what jack you're not watching on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so here's a word from our sponsor This episode is brought to you by Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon, the third expansion for the award-winning and critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 and the culmination of the Elder Dragon Saga. There's no shortage of new shenanigans to get up to to explore the beautiful Canton continent, travel, fish with your friends in your own personal skiff, unlock nine new elite specializations, pilot the Siege Turtle combat mount, and way, way more. If you're new to Guild Wars 2, don't worry, their community of over 16 million players are ready to welcome you with open arms. If you're already a Guild Wars 2 commander, it's time to gear up for some new adventures. Like that Siege Turtle mount I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it can bear two riders, one to handle the turtle, the other to operate the weapon strapped to its shell. That's awesome. What about the personal skiff I mentioned? It's your new home away from home on the waves. Ferry your whole party around to explore, relax, or drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species around Tyria. You can check out the link in the description to get your hands on Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons available now. I was trying, Kev. 
I got well, I got to the, got there was an update. There was an update to Pokemon Arceus. You I got it. I'm proud of you. I got I don't even know where you go for mystery gifts. Uh, you know? in the menus. Like I have to so get into the game. Yeah, and then do it. And then yeah, and then get you, your head in the game. Get your head. In the I game. think you right tab <sighs> over to it. All right, well, we're, we'll do that when we're on the post show. Uh, right now, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we have breaking news, news, news. Kevin, play the breaking news graphic. Breaking news, breaking news. Kevin Coelho and Big Dog in the morning. We're going to Variety.com where Joe Otterson writes, Twisted Metal TV series starring Anthony Mackie lands at Peacock. The Twisted Metal TV show has landed at Peacock with a series order Variety has learned. As previously announced, Anthony Mackie will star in and executive produce the series, which is based on the video game franchise of the same name. The show was first reported as being in development back in February 2021. The half hour com- the half hour action comedy will see Mackie play John Doe, a smart ass milkman who talks as fast as he drives. <laughs> With no memory of his past, John gets a once in a lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true, but only if he can survive an onslaught of savage vehicular combat. With the help of a trigger, happy car thief he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road including a deranged clown who drives an all too familiar ice cream truck uh the show is uh, an original take by uh, these people this is happening a bunch of names uh quote here is this interesting and all so he's a milkman a memoryless milkman yeah apparently yeah yeah. he can't remember nothing tim can't remember nothing Uh, This is the latest high-profile project from Sony Sony Pictures TV and PlayStation Productions. A series adaptation of The Last of Us has been ordered at HBO. Oh, wait. John Doe. So there's a milkman and an ice cream man. I guess that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because John Doe is not Sweet Tooth. Or will he become? Or will it turn out he is? You know what I mean? I think they mentioned already ice cream man, right? I mean, they did, but Kevin, he's wearing a mask. Maybe he takes off the mask at some point and it's Anthony Mackie. You know what I mean? And it turns out Sweet Tooth was all in his head. John Doe was roadkill. I don't know if he was Milkman, though. Yeah, classic classic character, Roko. I love Twisted Metal. I always have. Uh, I don't know what this can look like. I don't know if a game makes sense in this modern times or whatever, but I've always loved the idea. (laughs) These trying times. But, uh, you know, Twisted Metal Black, I think, was the the perfect kind of edge lord. Here's some fucking Rolling Stones. Paint it black for your 12-year-old ass, Mm -hmm. Tim. Um, It was the first time I ever heard the word motherfucker in a video game. thought Mm -hmm. that was really impressive. Last time. Um, uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, but even before that, I loved, obviously, Twisted Metal 1 and 2. Uh, but I even had fun with 3 and 4 that were made by 989 or whatever, and those were really bad. But there was fun to be had, and I liked the idea of them simultaneously doing Twisted Metal Black and then Twisted Metal Small Brawl on the PS1, where it was like all the characters, if they were little kids with remote control cars. Like, There's a fun to Twisted Metal that comes from the ridiculous premise of there's this dude Calypso and he's going to give you your greatest wish if you kill a bunch of people in crazy cars. And I'm like, you know what? Sign me up. Action comedy on Peacock. There's no way this could be good. But you know what? <laughs> I'm fucking here for it. Dude, like, and that's my thing is I love being wrong. I love being wrong. I remember when they announced Peacemaker. I was like, mm, whatever. And then I'm like, of course, Peacemaker is fantastic or whatever. Like, I love being wrong. This this paragraph is just like it. The more I read it, the more it unsells me on even one. Because I love Anthony Mackie. You fucking kidding me? Come on now. I love him in everything I've seen him in. So, but then it's like the half hour action comedy. Oof. We'll see Mackie play John Doe, a smart ass milkman ugh, who talks as fast as he drives ugh, with no memory of his past. Oh, John gets a once in a lifetime. It's like, oh my God. To make his wish of finding community come true, but only if he can survive the on. Ugh, ugh, ugh. 
Good luck. Good yeah. luck. Good luck. Good luck. And I'm hopeful. I, I, one of my Hope predictions this year uh, on the Gamescast was that there's going to be more good than bad video game media adaptations, whether TV or movies. And I don't know where this one's going to fall, but I will say that so far this year, like, I think I'm right. Like, the Cuphead show was awesome. I don't know if you've checked it out, Greg, but it's Fuck. on Netflix. Super cool. Super fun. Great use of the IP. Different than I think people would be expecting from it, but it's really damn good. Uncharted better than we thought it was going to be and mm-hmm. it's like with this is this going to fall on that line i don't know but i do think that playstation studios <laughs> knows that it it has something right now and like it should not muddy the waters so early like we have last of us now next year at? getting pushed back i'm sorry i glanced at the chat and the one and only jeff grubb tweets or i puts in the chat anthony making poor career decision <laughs> That's, that's fucking good yeah i mean look here's the thing i i feel like twisted metal as a franchise has so much kind of uh attached to it in every yeah. way that like it it almost is set up to succeed because all it needs to do is be good enough and the people that fuck with it are gonna rock with it and it's not gonna sway anyone else otherwise like everyone's gonna be snarky on twitter any which way about whatever this twisted metal show ends up being right but i do think it has a chance to reach an audience and uh give them something that is as good as twisted metal can possibly be and i think the twisted metal can be fun as an action comedy I hope it can be. I can't see it. I see that if you're doing this, you need to make something for Twisted Metal fans. But if it's not for, if it's not going to be for Twisted Metal fans, then I don't think you're going to get new people in the door. But again, never under, underestimate the power of Anthony Mackie, Kevin. I've said it many times. You know that. Mm-hmm. I never will. Never Thank have. You. I appreciate that you won't. I appreciate that you won't. It means a lot to me. Uh, let's get to number four on the Roper Report here. I put it as a WND, a weird Nintendo decision, but it actually isn't that weird. But I like, I still like using the WND and letting the chat use the little logo when they can. Uh, anyways, no smash at Evo. This is Ethan Gosh over at Kotaku. Mm. Super uh, Smash Bros. This is a WND for show, Greg. Okay, good. I'm never sure. But I, they have their own thing. They well, Let's read the article and they will explain a little bit. Ethan writes, uh, Super Smash Brothers won't be featured in EVO 2022, the biggest fighting game event of the year. The Sony-owned esports organization announced the loss of the platform fighter in a statement on Twitter today and appeared to blame the decision on Nintendo, which has historically tried to try to tightly control how its games are featured out in the wild. After revealing the full lineup of games to be played, Uh, at evo 2022 would be announced in a live stream on march 8th on twitch the organization preempted questions about smash brothers by saying up front that it won't be included quote we want to let you know in advance that super smash brothers will not be making a return appearance evo's organizers wrote since 2007 we've seen historic smash brothers moments created evo's events Uh, we are saddened that nintendo has chosen not to continue that legacy with us this year Evo was online only last year due to the pandemic and canceled in 2020 over sexual misconduct allegations against the tournament's then CEO. Prior to that, Smash Brothers Ultimate was featured in the 2019 event. Smash Brothers Melee and later Smash Brothers uh, Wii U both became major parts of the tournament series each year, leading to some competitive matches and moments that are now considered major moments in the history of esports alongside the storied legacies of fighting games like Street Fighter and Tekken. Nintendo hasn't always played nice with Evo, however. The Mario Maker infamously tried to shut down the Melee tournament at EVO 2013 and was adamant about not letting the tournament live stream any Smash Brothers matches. Following a massive backlash by fans and players, however, the company eventually relented. 
In March 2021, Sony announced that it was buying Evo. And last November, Nintendo announced it, announced it would partner with Panda Global to host its own Smash Brothers competitive circuit. Though the company still hasn't revealed details of what the series will uh, of when the series will begin. It's unclear if those competing developments are at play in this decision. Quote, Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans in, at past Evo tournaments and wish to show organizers the best with their new venture and wish the organizers show organizers best with their new venture. A spokesperson for Nintendo said at the time, we will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Smash Brothers tournament activity. For me, Tim, totally, you know, and somebody who, you know, casually plays Smash with y'all and doesn't care about fight, the fighting stuff and isn't in the fighting universe, no, understands how big Evo is. I thought it was a WND when I first read it, but then when I got to, uh, they've, they're doing their own thing, right? Last November, Nintendo announced it would partner with Panda Global to host its own Smash Brothers competitive circuit. That's when I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense for why they'd bail. Yeah, but it shouldn't be either or. And that's the problem, is that they should commit and double down on doing their own thing and partner officially with somebody, but you don't miss Evo when it comes to fighting game uh, communities and tournaments. Like, that's the biggest thing is Evo is the, the place, then all eyes for that weekend are on this thing. And it gets people watching that wouldn't watch other tournaments. And I think that for community-based games and genres, we talk about this a lot uh, with first-person shooters, uh, you need the install base there, right? There has to sure. be people playing uh, the multiplayer in order for it to succeed. And they then the developers need to keep rewarding those people with new maps or whatever it is and reasons to keep coming back, dailies and all that shit, battle pass, all that stuff. And when we look at the Halo, Battlefield, Call of Duty, Warzone, all of that kind of mess the last couple of years of what succeeds what doesn't things have just changed when it comes to game pass and all this stuff but just there are more people in the door day one to be able to play these games and sustain them the fighting game community is even more of that because it's it's a lot smaller and as you see some of the more major titles we've been talking a lot about um uh street fighter the last week with street fighter 6 being announced right like street fighter being street fighter 5 being tied exclusively to playstation on the console side was a disservice to that community because sure, that sure. game needed any chance any help it can to succeed and to find its audience right and i think the same can be said when it comes to evo of smash is a headline main event thing of evo that gets a lot of people in to then support other fighting games which overall just helps the fighting game community so i think the smash brothers is kind of such a key important thing that nintendo are being extremely selfish uh by not playing nice with evo but it it feels misguided like it feels like a, a genuine misunderstanding of what smash brothers has the potential to be and what has been already for the community for so many years and they've always kind of made this more difficult than it has to be and i think that that is a extreme bummer in a world where evo's already had so much issues in the past couple of years of course the pandemic just causing live events to not happen right that's one thing but then on top of that all the sexual misconduct stuff that was absolutely horrible and on top of that how horrible that stuff was within the smash brothers community itself was such a huge issue so i really feel like any kind of like reset point would need to happen soon and this feels like running away from that and it, it definitely does not feel like a, a good call here at all do you think i mean how much of Smash? I mean, Smash is such a runaway thing, right? Smash is huge, right? We see talk about the numbers whenever we're going through the the list of best selling Switch games and yada yada yada. Like, is it just that they just feel like they don't need Evo? Not to mention the fact that I think if I'm Nintendo, and granted, I never would be, and Nintendo is incredibly weird. But if I'm Nintendo, 
I can see where, okay, cool. The sexual allegation shit that sunk that guy in Evo for a while and canceled the thing. Like that's such a great look at, well, fuck, let's not keep partnering with other people to do this. Let's do something that we own and we can control and we don't have to worry about someone else doing something fucked up. Yeah, like, I mean, I, the, I, but the problem I, is so much of that stuff was like legitimately within the Smash community. So it's like mm, you can do mm. your own thing, but it's like gotcha. you're, you you are part of the problem with all that. And I think that is kind of all of this stuff gets extra complicated when there's fucking bad people involved. And unfortunately, sure. there's bad people involved in all this stuff. And like that really, really sucks. But that's what I'm saying. We need a refresh point. Like there has to be a cool. We're getting rid of all the bad shit. And now let's all work together to make this good or else it's just not going to work. Like there are more eyes on Evo than ever before. Why would you not want to support that and be a part of that? Even if you have your own thing, it's the rising tide. It helps all ships type situation. And I really think that they are doing themselves a disservice and they're the Panda tournament, all that stuff. It is not going to be as big as Evo. It could be dope as hell and it could be really cool, but it should not be an either or it should be a both. Yeah, it shouldn't be. I agree with you there. I, but I think that that's just such a, 2022 uh, state of mind and i just don't think nintendo reflects that often and so Absolutely. yeah it is i think it is much more we'll take our ball and go home we'll, we'll yeah we're gonna we'll build our own we'll build our own uh, evo this time with and, blackjack yeah and you know i think that that's the the kind of saddest thing about this is that you know smash has this storied his, history of is it a party game is it a fighting game can it be both and to see melee hold on for as long as it has and to have such a passionate uh rabid user base of pro players that still play melee and to kind of see what happened with brawl and then wii u to ultimate and to see nintendo actually kind of make decisions with ultimate that seem to be giving a fuck about the professional side of it and the esports side and, and kind of caring having official tournaments and all that stuff it's like oh shit maybe we're seeing a shift and i just wish that that shift would have actually they would have continued to go down that path and it kind of seems like they made they took a couple steps in a direction that everyone was really excited about and then just started running the other way and it's kind of the last chance like this is the final moment for smash to really be able to rebuild a new foothold in what it means to be at evo to add a fighting game tournament where you're getting eyes from so many people that wouldn't necessarily watch who are then going to watch the street fighter finals and the guilty sure. gear finals like sure. it is good for other games and like that is good for the platforms overall like and i, I know that it's just uh the 2022 like of course nintendo wouldn't do that but i just don't like that we're still at this point that uh despite that being a fact it doesn't make it good and it's like oh I just no no wish, There's no, this wished. isn't good news i'm i yeah. to be clear i'm never like being like, I, I'm saying I understand where Nintendo's coming from of just wanting to own it, operate it, whatever, have to not have to answer third party. I'm sure there's somewhere in there of like not work, not with PlayStation, not have their, you know what I mean? There's at least a little bit of it, not maybe a major part of it. But I, I have no point in my saying I agree. This is what I would do. No, I'm right there with you of like, no, I, mean, I definitely, you know, fuck. I, they're still doing the whole Nintendo creators program shit, right? Or like, mm -hmm. uh, it's complicated it's it's different than it used to be but yeah i mean I like, it, 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 to, for a full stop you're like it's complicated i would make it all very uncomplicated yep i'm like yeah i want as many people playing our games as possible and showcasing our games and getting other people to play our games and seeing that they are approachable fighting game and yada 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 yeah yeah
Let's Bummer. move on to another approachable game. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clear, cleanse your palate. Let's talk about number five, Elden Ring. Elden Ring is the fastest selling Souls game so far in the UK. This is Christopher Dring at gamesindustry.biz. Elden Ring is the number one game in the GFK UK box charts this week and has smashed the launch sales pre- of previous Souls like games. Uh, the biggest Souls game launch at box retail was 2016's Dark Souls 3, but Elden Ring has beaten that title's boxed launch by 26%. Uh, this is before we consider digital sales and the download games market has accelerated significantly since 2016. Digital sales data arrives later in the week. Uh, It is the third biggest retail launch of the year behind Pokemon Legends Arceus and narrowly behind last week's Horizon Forbidden West. 63% of box sales were on PS5 with 17% on Xbox, 17% on PS4, and 3% on PC. Note, PC and Xbox are heavily digital platforms. This is purely for box sales. Uh, The launch of Elden Ring Ring means that last week's number one, Horizon Forbidden West, falls to number two. The PlayStation exclusive saw a 79% drop in sales week on week. There was a drop uh, in available PS5 consoles this week, too. Tim? For more context, number six, Elden Ring is killing it on Steam. This is Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Elden Ring has already dominated the gaming sphere since it launched on February 25th, and at least on Steam, it's only growing in popularity. Per Steam DB data, Elden Ring has hit record peak concurrent users every day since it was released. More than 764,000 played Elden Ring on February 25th, followed by more than 861,000 the next day, and more than 891,000 the day after. Elden Ring's peak, peak, not peak, peak concurrent users is eight, eight. 891,638, placing it seventh in the all time list behind Damn. only New World, Cyberpunk 2077, Dota 2, Counter Strike Go, Lost Ark, and PUBG Battlegrounds in first. But it's fast approaching sixth place. Elden Ring is currently just uh, 21,996 peak concurrent users behind New World, meaning if the trend continues and even more people play it today, February 28th, then it could move even higher up the list. That uh, that may be a tough task immediately. Weekdays tend to see lower player numbers than weekends, but it feels increasingly likely to come down the line. Elden Ring is also currently one of the best-reviewed games in modern history with a 97 on Metacritic, placing it alongside The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Grand Theft Auto V, Metroid Prime, and more. Timothy, can you believe it? You'll love to see it, man. I, I think it's so cool that we're having one of these moments in video games right now. Like, Elden Ring is something really special and for all the reasons you just said whether it's these record-breaking numbers or to be alongside some of the greatest games of all time like they did it and it feels like such a win uh being built off of the success and seeing what the Soulsborne games have done over the last couple years of just getting more and more and more people to be willing to give them a try and so many people that do give them that shot absolutely falling in love with what is now one of the main pillars of video games right like this kind of subgenre, whatever you want to call it is now just one of the main things in a way that is is so cool to see like you think back to there didn't used to be console first person shooters and then there was and then call of duty and online play kind of revolutionized that and now first person shooters are probably what most people think when they think video game right like that's the first thing to jump to their mind i love that we're seeing that this type of template uh is evolving into open world and kind of playing with uh with different things and it's it's making people very happy it's giving the the fans what they want and it's giving people this new jump on point that uh have heard about this stuff and are interested and i think that there's a lot of people coming into this that have heard about the the soul stuff before and have been trepidations for whatever reason but love open world games and i think that this is now 
kind of a, a great moment where this game is a success and people are loving it and it's if people are playing this one jumping in for the first time and maybe it's too open for them and whatever they might be like you know what i like elements of this though so i'm going to go back and play some of the other ones like i just think that elden ring being the success that it is is a beautiful thing to see it's great for the industry and i want to just appreciate how rare it is that we have a moment like this sure. uh but it does feel like they're getting a little bit more frequent as the years go on as the gaming audience just expands rapidly right to have these moments like even like thinking back to like animal crossing a couple years ago of like how it was this unique moment unlike anything we'd seen before we're having that again with elden ring and that is so cool what's impressive about it and that you're living in real time everybody is the escalation and expansion of what sequelized content means for years right we've said that a game with a number at the end of it sells better than a game with uh, that is a new ip and you know i talked about it a lot with last of us back in the day that coming off of uncharted 3 right i would the question was man do, does the general video game consumer understand that naughty dog means something and not just uncharted not just the playstation mm -hmm. logo and they did last of us was a huge success obviously and you know, spawned a tv show and a sequel and a whole bunch of other merch and stuff like that now it's fascinating right now to see that souls games souls born games you know are there where it doesn't have to be bloodborne 2 it doesn't have to be demon souls 4 it doesn't have to be the list goes on it doesn't have to be any of that it can be elden ring and people can be hyped for it and spread the news enough to make it this breakout success and not tie the creators to doing the same thing over again but a little bit different in terms of what their source material and ip is obviously gameplay wise and mechanics wise it's very similar to everything you've played before but they're able to expand and go some more with it. And that's very rare. And I'm, I'm glad we're seeing it. I hope we see that more, especially for niche games like these, right? That have only gotten bigger, but you bring up Animal Crossing. Uh, you're dealing with something that has such a vocal and engaged fan base behind it that they evangelize this stuff. And so even when people like Blessing or Andy are evangelizing, or Tam, obviously, are evangelizing Bloodborne, uh, you might say, well, that's an old game. The new one's coming up. That'll probably be better. It'll probably be this, that, and the other. I'll just wait for that. And that's where you get all these people on board to come in and be like, holy shit, this is amazing. Same thing with an Animal Crossing. Obviously, they, the Switch is a much more successful uh, piece of hardware than you know the Wii U and so on, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's approachable. It's new. It's there. It's hot. That's what you're seeing, and that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. And I think that you know we've been talking a lot about sales numbers, and even here we get some of them like, this is going to be the best selling souls game. And I just love that, that it's, we're at this point that like these numbers are just getting so astronomically high, where even looking at like PlayStation uh, Studios titles, it's like Horizon one crossing 20 million, like that is that is a huge number. And you got to imagine that Horizon two is going to sell similarly over time. And I don't think it's going to take nearly as long as it took the first game, right? So applying that on that the giant AAA version of games, the, the biggest AAA, quadruple A Sony titles, right? And then Nintendo titles like Animal Crossing. I just love that there is still a uh, conversation to be had that's record-breaking, talking about sales of a Souls game, something that is so much more niche than what we what I was just talking about of Animal Crossing or Horizon, right? Like, good for them they they found their niche they delivered to that niche and that niche is expanding hell yeah uh number seven and final on the rupert report for the day is game pass coming to steam game newell's open to it this is eddie 
over at GameSpot.com, who says, Valve boss Gabe Newell has commented on the possibility of bringing Microsoft's Game Pass service to Steam, saying there is a chance. Speaking to PC Gamer, Newell said that Valve is unlikely to create a similar service of its own, Steam Pass, for example, but working with Microsoft to add Game Pass to Steam might be something Valve could would consider. Quote, I don't think it's something that we think we need to do ourselves, building a subscription service at this time, Newell said. But for their customers, it's clearly a popular option, and we'd be more than happy to work with them to get that on Steam. There you go. Crazy. I mean, that'd be awesome. I, I don't really understand how that would work. I'm sure uh, there'd be a huge cut needed, and that's why my, it probably won't happen. <laughs> Where Microsoft's like, we're not going to give you money for it. Just yeah. use our launcher, everybody. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I hope it happens. I mean, Steam obviously has done such a good job of kind of like creating the the pathos and the, the way that a lot of the digital games even work and storefronts and all that stuff and obviously they're not without fault but uh they they did it and to see xbox kind of creating something that needs a lot of help on pc like the the launcher is not great um it's interesting to see where they are now and who they're going to partner with to to make it better in the future like i would not be surprised if they did come to some deal because there is a, a lot of logic here and a lot of things that make sense and especially as epic is kind of uh starting to try to compete in the sure. space as well like i i think you kind of need to to take a side because i don't i we saw an explosion of storefronts and then i think things have been kind of consolidated i imagine that microsoft is going to partner with somebody soon sooner than later to really kind of get into phase two of their whole game pass plan and that's the thing is like what are microsoft's goals for uh game pass they say they want it everywhere they want it on every device then yeah you'd go in there you'd play ball ea plays on steam right so i mean like again you go in there play ball on ea play of course i think far less successful than what obviously game pass is doing yeah i could mm-hmm. be wrong could be wrong but i think you know i've never heard anyone talk up ea plays like man what a great certain the, the games are a different thing whatever it doesn't matter i'm saying that you can go in there and money you know, talks and you want to get in front of eyeballs and you want to do that so it'll be fascinating to see if that actually happens but We'll have to wait and see. Tim, if I'm sick of waiting to see, and I wanted to see what came to the mom grab shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Now, today, 100 Days is launching on Nintendo Switch. Uh, 100 Days will land on Nintendo Switch with even more content. The game will include uh, Piemonte and Napa Valley, scenari- Napa Valley scenarios uh, with all their <laughs> grape varieties and peculiarities. Kevin, I put in a thing there. Remember, this is a game we I played. I had been waiting for 100 Days after I ran into it at Day of the Devs. Uh, we did a stream of it back in the day for the 100th uh, game stream we ever did on uh, Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games under the mic uh, umbrella. And so that's up now, youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Kevin will eventually click on it. You can go watch uh, me, Joey, drink wine and play this game. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm excited for more content. Uh, I never came back to it because we did the story mode on it, but you had there's like a never ending mode of make your own wine, name your own wine, put it all out there, worry about this. Whoa. I don't know where the audio is coming from. Sorry. I'm, I don't mind it though. <laughs> uh, maze of bears is out on steam dying light one gets pc crossplay and epic game store launched today young souls is uh, uh pc nintendo switch uh oh, this is actually a new date sorry i shouldn't be here but i'm gonna read this i'm already in it young souls is coming to xbox one uh switch pc playstation 4 march 10th 2022 uh medio heroes uh has been released on playstation steam today and then guild wars 2 end of dragons uh, releases today as well new date 
Gates for you. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey at IGN.com writes, Crate Entertainment, the developers behind 2016's excellent action RPG, Grim Dawn, has announced its new next project, the city builder Farthest Frontier. It'll be coming to PC, though no release date or window has been revealed yet. Uh, Camp Cr- Cretaceous? comes to jurassic world evolution 2 on march 8th uh murph fight curse of the arctic prince is coming to steam early access on march 31st and then here's young souls i must have caught me did a wrong pace on you uh march 10th as i already said see mm-hmm. we asked people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course to support us to get the show ad free to get the post show but also to squad up this is where you write in with your username platform of choice why you need help in a video game. I read here, the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today, Tarangalia. What a cool ass name. Needs help on everything. I'm going to spell it for you. T-U-R-A-N-G-A-L-I-I-L-A. Tarangalia. Tarangalia. Uh, hey, kind of funny best friends. One of the best parts of FromSoft games is the sense of community. And Elden Ring is no different. With the game having a group password feature that lets people view their community's messages and bloodstains more frequently, I thought it'd be fun for the kind of funny best friends to make their own password so we can all see what we're doing in the game. I've made the group password KFBF, all caps. So if you want to engage in some jolly cooperation and try tongue but whole, enter the group password and uh. we can all see the other's messages in games. The password is KFBF, all one word, all caps. Kevin, you aware of the? Are you aware of the 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 tribe but, the tribe butthole thing, butthole whatever? I don't know what you guys are talking about. They're made, they're leaving funny messages all around the internet in in the Elden uh. Ring, and like this since the words yeah fingers butthole. There's all this tri tongue like they you, they don't you can't like you know you don't write your own messages but you can cobble together things and people are being all grossy gross with it. Kevin. Uh. We ask people <laughs> watching live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games to go to kindoffunny.com slash You're Wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Now, let's see here. All right, so Infinite Corpse, nanobiologist, and Ignacio Rojas all write in trying to correct my pronunciation of Pokemon shit. And once those games add uh, VO and I know how they're supposed to be said, I'll acknowledge it. But until then, I'll say however these made-up words, however the fuck I want to say them. You do you, Greg Miller. I'm with Greg. I know you are, Tim. You always have been, and I appreciate that. However, you won't be with me tomorrow. Tomorrow will be me and Gary Witta hosting the show. Wednesday, Blessing and Andy. Thursday, you're back, Tim, you and me. And Friday, me and Blessing to close out your week. Uh, if you want more kind of funny content, there's a number of ways to get it today, ladies and gentlemen. As I've already told you, you can go get the screencast right now for Euphoria Season 2. You should watch that show. You should watch our review. Uh, we're all seeing, the, not all of us, most of us are seeing the Batman soon, and then there'll be stuff about that up on Screencast 2, and then there'll be an interview, and there'll be a whole bunch of cool shit for that. Uh, mm-hmm. But today, of course, right after this twitch.tv slash kind of funny games andy mike and nick are doing an episode of the kind of funny morning show you can catch that live uh right now if you're on twitch if you're not you can catch it later youtube.com slash kind of funny plays our newest youtube channel that could use your subscribes your likes your bell rings uh for all the different uh streams we put up over there uh like i said uh this afternoon patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can come watch me janet and barrett uh do the horizon spoiler cast talking about all the story stuff we couldn't talk about before in the review having a good time over there as ps i love you xoxo if you can't catch that on patreon don't worry about it you can get it tomorrow youtube.com slash kind of funny games um what do you got 
got something. I got something. Yeah. Uh, I want to start teasing this. The Friday stream this week. We're about to do some shit we've never done before. And I'm really excited about it. We've talked about it a little here, a little there. We are officially going to do a four-way race in Sifu. Me, Ooh. Andy, Barrett, and Blessing. We're going to send all of our feeds to Kevin. We're going to come up with some fun stuff to be able to switch to see multiple screens at once. I, I'm very, very excited. Am I going to win? Absolutely I'm not. Gonna but win. am I going to have a fun time, Greg? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all that matters, man. Just have mm-hmm. some fun out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be like Barrett always trying to win everything. Number one. He's the number one. I'm a number one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Tim and I got a post show to do over on patreon.com slash kind of funny game. So you should come there. Not right because it's not live. We recorded and put up. Get out of there. Get the show ad free. Have a good time. Write your questions. Watch the PS. I love you. Do all that stuff. Uh, and if not, then we'll see you tomorrow because there's another episode of kind of funny games daily each and every weekday here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or steve.com podcast service around the globe. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. <gasps> Jesus, that was terrifying. That was fucking (laughs) scary. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.